Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And the sound means only one special thing. The special guys of special ages or guys of a certain age or something like that. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Jay Reed and reporting from Parts Unknown. Or Shirley. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't even know he's here. Maybe he that's how unknown it is. So how are you guys doing? Swell. Doing well. Just doing swell. Wait, are you now the beaver? The beaver? Yeah. <laughs> well, we do so much reminiscing here. That yeah. would be appropriate. Yeah. This is, is that June Cleaver knocking? Beaver, get back here. No, what was his real name? What was the beaver's real name? Theodore. Jerry, Theodore. Oh, I was thinking Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Yeah, the, yeah. the character. The character. Yeah. I mean, the character's name was Theodore. Yeah. Theodore yeah. Cleaver. That's right. Wow, the beaver. Wally's giving me the business. <laughs> if you go back to the that same really era, good. Ozzy and Harriet, that was like the first ever social distancing when Ozzy and Harriet had separate beds. That's right. That's right. And what? Oh, so did Lucy and Ricky. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, right? Where Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke had the same bed. And that no, sounds they familiar. Bed. They were in separate beds too. Well, who, well, who was the first? I, then? I think it may have been like Newhart. I think it may have been as recently as Bob Newhart show. We'll have to study that. We'll have that. to look that up. We need to well, study that. We need to, we need to look at that. So, but. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. That that that's our maybe, show for maybe, today. Maybe Rob and Laura moved into you know a, a single bed at one at some point. But they, uh, I know in the episode where uh, she's having her child and he has the hat on his own headstand or whatever, he's in a separate bed. Maybe not. We'll have to look and see. That we'll, we'll have to. See. We'll have to. We'll have to do a nostalgic episode. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So we, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to, as opposed to, <laughs> as what, opposed to, to every to, other week to our, our yeah. current, uh, that easy for me to say our current pop culture episodes. So let's jump into some, uh, some geeks of the week. Art, what do you have for your geek of this week? Uh, I wish you'd go to Jay first while okay. I'm still scrolling through. Well, <laughs> well, I tell you what, we'll put Art on the back burner. We may or may not come back to him. Jay, what's your geek of the week? I'll jump in with some great news in the midst of all this weirdness and dark times. And that is all things Mandalorian. Several things popped up this week. Um, I think everybody probably already knew that um, Mandalorian season two would start probably in October. Of course, everything I think is in limbo now. Everything has an asterisk by it or a question mark, but uh, hopefully October for the season two. But they're already, what I saw this week is that they're already working on artwork and scripts for season three. So good news for that. Um, and then May the 4th, Star Wars Day, of course, be with us, is going to be a behind the scenes documentary on Disney Plus for The Mandalorian. So lots of good Mandalorian news this week. If you like that sort of thing. If you like that sort of thing. I almost feel bad for Disney because they really have nothing else. I mean, they've got their entire back catalog, but they have no new content. Well, they had they added Onward. They had oh, yeah. Frozen 2. Yeah. They have added some things that they probably wouldn't have added without all the COVID stuff. That's right. That's right. Art, are you ready or do I need to go? Actually, yeah. This is uh, not news so much as, as anything else, but um, I know a lot of people are trying to find it. We've talked about ways to do uh, online games. We talked about board games and that thing a, a few episodes back. Uh, and some friends and I were FaceTiming uh, last night, and they had done the Quiplash thing through Jackbox TV, Jackbox Games. 
which is one of the things we mentioned and, and that talked about maybe trying. And so we did try that last night. And it's a lot of fun. There were a couple of technological get glitches, but uh, uh, I and, uh, ended up downloading the package to be able to play, hopefully, with my my sons and, and some of my other family at, at some point and some, and some friends. But it was a lot of fun. It'd be, it'd be fun. Again, we talked about maybe doing it sometime as an episode to play, you know, play a little bit of that. So, so how'd you guys do your interaction? Cause I love quick flash on uh, Jackbox games. Is yeah, great. And for those who don't remember or, and me <laughs> explain a little bit more, a little bit more about what that is. Well, um, it's a game. Okay. You don't play with cards or, <laughs> or board pieces. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, there's no role playing in it. So, you know, but uh, anyway, there was a, it's a, it Jackbox games came from You Don't Know Jack, which is, I guess, almost 20 years old by now or oh, whatever. It, it seems like yeah. it was one of the early CD-ROM games uh, that came out. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, and what they've done is they've got a series of games that you can play online, and you can do it through various platforms. You can download something for Mac OS, iOS, for PC or whatever, or you can get a, um, a Steam account and... Um, and play a game across multiple platforms or, or use different platforms for it. So like Mac, PC, or Linux, uh, you could use that. So that And they have a, a sale on the, the Steam account version of that. So I opened a Steam account and and uh, went ahead and, and got the, uh, the Party 3 bundle, which includes Quiplash and a, a few other games that looked interesting. Uh, and then Quiplash is something where you are given... Uh, uh, a little a prompt or suggestion like uh, this would be a terrible serial or a serial killer. And then everybody or uh, certain people within the uh, group of players get a prompt on their phone. You've, you've logged into your, with your phone or your tablet uh, yeah. or even your piece or even your laptop. And you see this, this thing come up. So you could play it. Like I said, we were playing it remotely. So uh, the question would come up, on the screen and on both on our phone and on the, uh, we were playing it through zoom through the zoom share. We'd see it. And then you'd, uh, you'd get, uh, you get the prompt on your phone and you'd type out very quickly what, you know, you, what your questions were. I didn't realize you got two questions per game. So I spent all my time trying to answer the first one and didn't have a second answer. Oh no. Again, technical, you know, and the other problem, one of the main problems we had was, there's sound playing in the game. Yes. And then there's people, you know, trying to converse, you know, over the game. And uh, and we couldn't, a lot of times we couldn't hear each other because the sound on the game was too much. So we, we, we need to go in and, and turn that sound down before we play. Um, but it's fun. It's got a game show feel. You're the, I like the idea that you're using your own uh, phones or tablets to be able to enter instead of... Uh, one of the things I didn't like about uh, uh, You Don't Know Jack is, is you... Uh, you had to split the keyboard. So everybody had like a keyboard when you're playing on the on a keyboard game and you'd punch in certain answers based on what it was. And it wasn't a real, that didn't work as well that way. But I can see where a phone would work real well for both that. And, and it certainly worked well for this game too. We uh, like, but uh, then you go, then you come in. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. We'll... But, then, but then at the end of the round, uh, these two answers to the prompt come in and all the players except for the ones that participated, vote in them, vote on them and to see which one they like best and whoever has the, the most clever uh, or the more clever uh, answer, you know, gets points or whatever. It, I could, we played with four 
I think ideally you'd want to have at least six. It can hold, it can take up to eight players. And then you can also have audience members too. So you could, you could expand it even and further. They don't, they can participate, but they're, they're not part of the, the scoring play from what I understand. So what was the winner of the serial killer name? Gosh, well, I don't remember. I think it was Dom. I had, well, they played Domorose. They played. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was Domorose. Well, in that same party pack, our favorite game is trivia murder party. Okay. See, I looked at that's one that, that is, when I saw that. I said, wonderful. that looks really good. Okay. It's, so you like that? That's it, good. I, I think it's my favorite. Bonnie likes quiplash a lot, but serial yeah. trivia murder party is basically the participants are, are caught by a serial killer and he is hitting you with, with questions. And if you don't get it right, like he tortures you. Oh, I love it. That's great. It's, Fun for it, the whole family. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I would, I would encourage trivia murder party. Yeah. So. But then part of that, I was also introduced to the world of steam, you know, to a, yeah. a, a small degree. I haven't really explored that too much, but, uh, you can go into that account and find games and, and find people to, uh, like, a, you know, if had, if each of you had steam accounts, we could, you know, group up and play games uh, against each other there as well. I had a Steam account until it got hacked, and it's like that's eh. what I was. See, that's what my concern is. As soon as I download that thing, I said, "This has gotten hacked." My computer written all over it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, Steam has not always had the uh, highest of security. Um, but yeah. anyway, cool, cool. I'm glad yeah. uh, you yeah. enjoy that. You can get. We have an Apple TV, Jay, uh -huh. that we played this on. Oh, okay. So, okay. So how do you share? Because I started to get it for Apple TV because I thought that might be a cool way to go. But yeah. how do you, are you able to share it then? Yeah. Yeah. So what happens with Apple TV is it's, uh, it's designed for the group there and uh, it generates a code. As long as each device is on the same network, okay. uh, mm -hmm. it generates a code. You go to that and you, you type in that code and it hooks you up with the, with the game experience there. So, um, and that way, everybody's playing on their phone, which yeah. is which is a lot of fun. So, but I probably have to upgrade my Apple TV to get to that. Yeah, you got to be able to have a. Uh, you've got to be able to have the uh, App Store on your Apple TV. Yeah, and, yeah. And if you don't, Did, don't you have the I'm one with the VG? Don't you have the one with the VGA out? <laughs> I thought it was the yellow composite video yeah. out. It's like Actually, two yeah, feet I, wide I, and three inches thick. <laughs> I've still got that one too. I mean, I've, it's in a box somewhere, but I still have that I, one. I found my original Apple TV that had, uh, I think, a 100 gig hard drive in it or something like that. And you could load content onto the Apple TV mm -hmm. itself before they went with the little pucks. Yeah. See, and I love that. I thought that was great. I mean, because you could you could load that up and take it somewhere, like you could have taken it to the cabin. Obviously, they didn't have a whole lot of uh, storage capacity on there, but you could you could have loaded a few movies That's on right. there and taken them up there. That's right. I wonder if that still works. Who knows, man? It's probably so antiquated. But at it this had point. Com had component out, right? Three yeah yeah three video not, signals. Did not RGB. have yeah. It did not have HDMI out. Um, right, so, well, I was not quite that old. Yeah. Is your, oh, so you have you have an HDMI cable? I have a little, little. I have HDMI, but it's it's the, the earliest I think of the black puck. Got you. The square black puck. Yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, so, I've got one. I think I got one of the first ones. It seemed like you and I both, Robbie, yeah, got one of the did. first Apple TVs that came out. Yeah. I led you down that primrose path. I think Becky yeah, was that's that right. real happy yeah. about that. So iPhone, <laughs> Apple TV, and the uh, HD DVD uh, 
players. <laughs> student line. Yeah, student line at Walmart. At for Walmart that. for that. that this was is great. This is the format of choice. <laughs> it's the future. It's like DVD, but with HD on it. So, yeah. wow, wow. Uh, well, two months later, people are setting fire to their HD DVD players. Yeah, and you can buy them for $49. So, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Anyway, well, speaking of Apple, my geek of the week is very Apple-centric, very geeky as well. So, um, as you guys may know, the Apple, Apple has used in their computers the MacBook Pro, the MacBooks, uh, the iMacs, and then the Mac Pro Towers. They have used Intel processors for about 15 years at this point. Um, and so the iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, all that stuff is proprietary processors that Apple manufactures themselves, which means they're not beholden to someone like, a, um, oh, I don't know who would do it anymore, but uh, Motorola used to do a lot of chips for Apple, um, but they're not beholden to other manufacturers to fabricate their chips uh, or design their chips. I'm sure they get them fab somewhere else. I think they have a fab plant as well. Anyway, the whole the the rumor is that in 2021, Apple will be moving their Mac line, start transitioning their Mac line to their own proprietary chips, which would be like super steroid versions of chips mm. that are in your iPhone or iPad. And so the uh, speculation is they'll start with the MacBook and the MacBook Air and maybe the Mini, the lower end, lower processor pieces, um, and then eventually transition to the full line. Um, being, you know, everything that they manufacture chip wise. So that wow. way, and this is CPU stuff, right? Yeah, this, this is, is all CPU. Okay. It's, it's, it's the CPU processor. It's, right. Okay. Um, so there was speculation a couple of years ago. I can't remember whether it was OS Catalina, which, whichever one of the last two Mac operating systems, uh, they, Apple has a tool called catalyst i believe that allows you to take uh the framework of your ios app whether it's for the ipad or the iphone and actually port it over to work on the mac with very very little work um so previously it had always been you know you build it for the iphone you build it for the ipad then you reprogram it for the uh for the apple mac os platform and there is a way to a lot with a lot less pain um transition from an ios app to a Mac OS app. And so the speculation has been there may be emerging sometime in the near future of the iOS and the Mac OS into one big operating system. Because if you recall, the the Apple operating system was a subset of the Mac operating system, uh, OS ten when it launched 10 odd years ago. And I, are, are you following along? Cause I lost Jay about two minutes ago. <laughs> He's just kind of glazed over. He's starting to doodle on his notepad. I'm actually emailing uh, folks at work. <laughs> well, but I guess it's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. So I guess it's probably time with that exciting news to take a break. We'll be right back. And for not having any sponsors, that was kind of cool to have a sponsor. I think guys, we've generated 23 cents off ads on guys of a certain Ooh. age. So I think that qualifies as not having a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we're still, we, could, we don't need to change the opening yet. Yeah, no, I think uh, at the point where we're able to afford maybe a mocha at Starbucks or a local mm -hmm. coffee shop, then we could say we've been sponsored, but then go. we'd have to split the mocha between the three of us. And that's, that's not social distancing at all. So I, st I still think you, I think still think you probably uh, need to be reimbursed before we go to the mocha route. <laughs> yeah. Reimbursed for putting up with Jay. 
Uh, uh, oh, but hey, wow. hey, hey, Mrs. Reed, we went through a whole segment without without uh, uh, having to poke fun at our. I don't friend. know. You did accuse me of being glazed over. Well, but you were. But it probably was true. <laughs> you were, you're just looking at me. I was expecting the drool to come out the side of the mouth there. What? I thought a, that reflected. I thought that reflected more on Robbie than you. Yeah, it probably did. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. So second half of the show, one of the questions we posed were, since we're consuming vast amounts of television these days or or streamable content, what is a show that you know is a good show um, that you would like to watch, but you either haven't gotten around to it or you just weren't able to get into it? Okay, so no one's jumping. <laughs> no one's going to jump in on that. So I'll, I thought Jay was going first. Oh, okay. well, I will be glad to. Yeah, and then we'll let him go because you and I will talk. Well, I've got a, I've got a few, but I'll we'll just are you going to do one and kind of go around the room. Around, Let's around. see what you got. Walking Dead. Okay, is a show that I know tons of people like, and I've got a friend. We'll give a shout out to my friend Solomon. He he is a big fan. Can name every actor and actress, and even goes. Is it Walker Stalker? It's like kind of the Comic Con, I think, for yeah. The Walking Dead. Okay. And in Mahina, he travels long distances to go to these things. And I've just never been able to get into anything with zombies. And yeah. I, I, of course, I haven't watched the show. I'm assuming that's what it's about. Well, you just keep busting your greed, your greed, your I, geek credentials <laughs> week by week. Well, The Walking Dead, I mean, it, obviously, it's a good show. People watch, people love it. It's gone on and on. Some seasons are obviously a good make it a good show some seasons not as much so that may be yeah true. but i've never f- been interested at mm. all in watching it um yeah and and i get i get kind of bummed too and some movies i wish i could have come up with a name but I, i've watched a movie that didn't seem to start out with a zombie idea and then when the bad guys show up they're zombies and i that just kind of ruins it so me. you have a thing against zombies it's not personal i still like you robbie but <laughs> Wow. But uh, and we are now opening auditions for the third member of our podcast crew. So the yeah. Walking Dead. So the Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Art. I mean, you know, you and I have both watched Walking Dead, but I haven't really watched Walking Dead. I guess in three years, four years at this oh, point. Yeah. Uh, shortly after Negan came in. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's when we stopped watching. We were we loved the show. Really enjoyed it and. For us, it got to the and and Jay, I'll tell you something that I've never been a huge zombie fan either. Shaun of the Dead was probably my favorite zombie movie of all time, and it, because it was so funny, mm-hmm. but it was it was not it was not a genre that I really you know gravitated towards either. Uh, my son had watched it and liked it, and so we started watching it, and uh, we really enjoyed the first few seasons of it. Uh, to me, it it became when it got to be less about the zombies and more about um, Human on human violence kind of stuff, okay. and really got too far out there. That's when it lost me. So, uh, but so I hadn't watched that in a while either. But um, yeah, I, and to Robbie's point, some seasons are great. Some seasons are not good at all. They really seem to kind of stretch a point over multiple episodes, and it just really started dragging. And I think they're on their fourth showrunner at this point. Yeah, I yeah. believe maybe yeah. just third. No, it's the fourth. Mm-hmm. I think it's the fourth. And it seems like when a new showrunner comes in. It reinvigorates the series, yeah, and then I think that's true. Kind of and peters then there's, out, yeah, yeah. So, but apparently, it's it's rocking good right now. Apparently, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, you know. Saturday yeah. Night Live has some good seasons, and then they get a little stale, then right. they reinvigorate. Yeah. So, and you get a new cast come in, takes them a while to find their footing, and all of a sudden they're 
really good. And then, you know, the ones that are really good end up going off to movies doing other things. and some of the other ones hang out. They're still good, but you know, they, they, you, you need new blood to come in. Oh, shit like yeah. that. That's a good point. All mm-hmm. right. So we've got a walking dead entry from Jay art. What is your, I wish I could get into it, but I haven't been able to. Well, I, I, you know, and I've mentioned this before, I, like I said, I have, I have uh, several on the list too, but, uh, one of for me, the prime example is Game of Thrones because that seems to me that you know to, for most folks that seems like that seems like something you would just love that would be right up your alley and it should be, um, and I you know I, I did watch the first season I watched a couple of episodes into the second season and it just never it never really appealed to me and there's there's a lot of good things about it I can I can see a lot of good things about it but uh, I just it, it's one of those that I go it just didn't click for me like I thought it should. Interesting. So you, yeah. you, one thing I, one thing I think about it, and I, I also read about one and a half of the first three books. I got all three books and I read about one and a half of them given to my son who wanted to read them now. But, uh, I, to me, I just, it seems like George R. R. Martin goes, okay, I've got this character. I'm going to set him on this journey from point A to point B. And once I pick, you know, stop thinking of things to write about him, I'll kill him. And the shock value of that wears off after a while. I remember closing the first book thinking to myself, oh my goodness, here is an author who has decided to kill his main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. I actually read the first book. Yeah. yeah. I watched any of the and, shows. And again, that's like, oh my gosh. And, uh, you know, t- to his credit, it's, it's good that nobody is uh, sacred enough, you know, to, uh, to not be, you know, considered killable. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good thing. But after a while, it kind of got to be well. It's almost like he ran out of things to do with somebody. And I know there's a lot of huge fans. It's a very successful book series. Uh, it was a very successful uh, series for HBO. I know they had a lot of people complain about the the rushed last season. <sighs> uh, yeah, but uh, it just it never. That's that's one to me that uh, never really really hit. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's fair. That's fair. And again, you know. I, Unlike Walking Dead for me, Game of Thrones was very solid throughout. And mm-hmm. uh, it kind of reached a, a peak somewhere, season five, season six. And then the, the last season was just, they should have expanded it out. Um, but anyway, all right, that's fair enough. So my I've got two, and neither one of them are fantasy or science fiction, oddly enough. Um, Sopranos. I've never been able to get into The Sopranos. I don't think I've ever watched one episode of that either. I've, yeah, I, I think I may have seen an episode. I, I saw just one episode, but arguably some folks call it the greatest television ever. So mm-hmm. It's actually, I looked up uh, Rolling Stone's top 100 TV shows pretty much of all time, and mm-hmm. that was number one. Yeah. And, you know, I remember when it came out, it was on HBO. We did not have HBO. And that was really the start of prestige television. That is mm-hmm. when um, HBO was able to tell stories of with the caliber of actors and production values that you usually would only see reserved in a, with a major movie budget, a Hollywood movie budget. And uh, that is when the... Um, the Emmy for Best Drama started going to pay television um, as opposed to a, a West Wing or, or whatever that was on the, the free networks. Um, Sopranos is really the, the the show that built prestige television on HBO. Without Sopranos, there's no Westworld. There's no Game of Thrones. Um, any other 
you know, series that you want to talk about on Isn't HBO. Isn't it interesting that, that what you said about the big budget and the actors, now we have Quibi. And now the big budget and the actors are on 10-minute shows. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy. The other show that um, the other show that I've always wanted to watch, I've seen part of episode one, and I'm, I'm still going to try to get through it, is The Wire. Number two on Rolling Stone's list. Yes, yeah. Uh, have either one of you guys seen The Wire? No. No, I haven't seen that at all. And I, that one I may watch. I You're not talking about Bird on a Wire, the movie, right? Yeah, I'm talking, no, about, it's talking about Mel Gibson yeah. and Goldie yeah. Hawks. Right. No, Idris Elba's in this, right? Yes, I'm, I'm looking up Rolling Stone's top 100 TV shows. You guys vamp for a second. Okay. So neither one of us uh, have watched it. So, or did you watch The Wire? No, I didn't watch it. And it, I did see an episode of Sopranos, maybe a couple episodes of Sopranos. And it seemed like something that I would like because I'm a big fan of The Godfather. I think for me, The Godfather, though, is I really like the time period that it's set in and Sopranos being a, a little bit more modern. Maybe it was too close to, you know, thinking, oh, this, this is getting too close to the time period we're in. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's hard for me to distance it. But, uh, I mean, again, one of those shows that I know was well done, well acted, you know, uh, well written. But it's just one of those. And, and it also didn't have HBO. So that's part, part yeah, of it. Now, yeah, I think I can see it. Both, both, I think that's one of those you can see now on Amazon Prime. That's right. Both Sopranos and The Wire. So looking at the Rolling yeah. Stone Top 100, Sopranos is one, The Wire is two, Breaking Bad's number three. And yeah. Mad Men's four. Uh, yes, yeah, and Mad Men's also that that is another choice of mine that I would say that you know I just I, I watched an episode or two of that and just couldn't get into it. And I it seems like it would be Breaking something bad. I, I loved, yeah. loved Mad Men. Yeah, so, I knew not watch that either. I, um, you have to get down to number, number five before I'm. So number five is Seinfeld, and I think I've seen one episode of Seinfeld in my life. Oh, oh, see, I've seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times. Maybe one episode, maybe yeah. two. So yeah. uh, Simpsons is number six. Twilight Zone's number seven. Saturday Night Live, number eight. Uh, huh. Number nine is All in the Family. Number 10 is The Daily Show. Interesting. Um, Which version? Yeah, yeah. It says 1996 to present. So Okay. And uh, I haven't, I, like I said, I have watched a few episodes. I thought both of them were great. I think both of them are good hosts. I know that um, uh, John Stewart did some things. Of course, it was a, the guy that hosted it, the, the beginning of it. <laughs> you know, I, I can't even remember his name, and I don't know that many people can. And then there's Noah. Um, Trevor Noah. Trevor, Trevor Noah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think he does a great job and just brought a whole different sensibility to it. So I'm, I was curious to see if they thought one was – Better the other, but they yeah. say the whole thing. Yeah, they said it hit its stride with uh, with John Stewart. So yeah, um, I I miss John Stewart. So mm-hmm. uh, they've got just to round out the the top twelve um, freaks and geeks uh, number eleven, which was two seasons on Fox. Yeah, um, sounds like I should have watched that. Being that's you know, <laughs> that was the second choice for the name of the podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. Game of Thrones number twelve, uh, wow. thirteen, late night with David Letterman. Agree. Uh, fourteen, the Larry Sanders show. Starring, I actually watched that, starring Gary Shandling. I thought that was funny. It was a really good yeah. show uh, until he went to until he became a Hydra agent. And uh, <laughs> number fif- number fifteen is the West Wing. So I knew you'd like that. Yeah, yeah. So hell Hydra. I mean, to see Gary Shandling saying Hell Hydra and Robert Redford saying Hell Hydra. Yeah. 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 So, Big time. Yeah. That's it. But uh, interesting. Any other, Jay, you got any other entries? I had two. I, I 
kind of flipped through some things and survivor was another one that a lot of people were into. I mean, it's not the same kind of genre we've been talking about, but, but I've I, not to say I'd haven't watched reality TV, but most of it has been on food network and, and the like, or, or Fox, you know, master chef and that sort of thing. But I, I never got into survivor. My brother and, you know, other folks, you know, would either tape it or, um, record it depending on which season you're watching, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, plan their evenings around the next episode. And I just never, never got into it. Yeah. We watched a few seasons. Uh, and it was one of those that, you know, enjoyed it. And, and then once we stopped watching it, we never really missed it. And it's not something, Oh, we're not watching it this year, but they just kind of never really missed it. And there are some shows that are like that. You'll kind of watch for even, like I said, even walking dead for, for several years. And then when you stop watching it, I don't know, I won't say you don't miss it because sometimes you do, but you really don't think about it. I mean, there's something that just kind of drop off the radar for us. Well, we did that with Riverdale. I started watching yeah. it because of my, you know, just from watching, reading Archie comics as a kid and it ain't the same. It ain't the same. And no, we, we kept on going, kept in, you know, because I like to finish things. I start, but we have, gosh, how many episodes on our DVR right now? And, and none of them have been touched since we, it got really weird. So, but that's, I mean, that's just my example of what, what I don't miss. The last time I checked mm-hmm. in on Riverdale, Riverdale, not Rivendale. Boy, that would be a great series, wouldn't it? Now that would be, I'm surprised nobody's done a parody oh, of Rivendale. That would Rivendell. be hilarious. Do you know what Rivendell is? Or, I know I'm I mean, supposed not, to. Not Art, but Jay. I'm sorry. Uh, that's where Elrod hangs out in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, his place is called Rivendale. Okay. Maybe we should do that, Art. That's hilarious. That is really funny. Wow. You got time on your hands? Go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Who would be oh, Jughead? A lot of a lot of teen angst with the, uh, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings crowd. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. It's elves. They the have elves. Lot of, they elves. Have, that's right. They yeah. have a lot of angst anyway. So, can you, have, can you have a redheaded elf? I guess you could. I think you can have a redheaded anything. Why not? So, I know so they blonde or brunette, right? Primarily. But. So, what was the last TV show, guys, that was appointment television for you that you watched when it came out instead of time shifting? Gosh, I'll, I'll start game. Wow. Game of Thrones was that for me. I would watch that. I would make sure I watched the Game of Thrones episode every Sunday night on uh, HBO now um, because it would debut. They would release the stream about, I mean, whenever the, the show would premiere on the on the broadcast network, on the cable network. And so Game of Thrones was it uh, for me. Uh, the The next one may be the um, the last dance, the Bulls documentary that premiered on the entertainment sports programming network also known as espn this last sunday and i will tell you and we'll talk documentaries in an episode soon it is a phenomenal piece of television so just uh you don't have to be an nba fan to but there's just one episode of that right no there's 10 Oh, are there really? Oh, I it, thought it was a one. No, I it's thought it was a, a one deal. too. It was a uh, ten-part limited series that. Uh, um, well, did they the, release it weekly or all? Well, they're doing two episodes at once. It was supposed to air during the NBA Finals, which of okay. course we're not going to have NBA Finals. But the what's fascinating about it is well, there's lots of things fascinating. But the that ninety-seven, ninety-eight uh, Bulls team that was their last season together, and they knew it, and so the Bulls and NBA put embedded a film crew that were shooting 16, I guess 16 and 35, probably just 16 millimeter film documenting that entire last season. That footage has never been seen till now. And so they've got, they've got that entire documentation of that last season. And then they've got all these interviews after the fact. 
you've got an interview from Bill Clinton, you've got an interview from Barack Obama, you know, um, President Obama grew up in, well, he didn't grow up in Chicago, but he was, his formative adult years were in Chicago uh, during that Bulls run in the 90s. And then uh, President Clinton is from Arkansas and Scottie Pippen, who is arguably the second most famous player off that team, is from Central Arkansas. So there's there's all kinds of tie-ins, but it is is fascinating TV. So, um, but Game of Thrones would have been it for me. Art, can you think? Oh, I just I just sprung this question on these guys, so they may just go. But what was the last TV show you guys, you and Becky, or just you, you had to watch, or you're watching when it comes out now? Yeah, so much of what we watch is you know is either already out. So that we watch several episodes at a time or a couple episodes at a time or they released all at once. So one that we waited for, you know, like each week we waited for. I mean, there's there's a bunch of sitcoms and stuff we like and, and we enjoy those. We used to watch This Is Us and a million little things, you know, broadcast television things. We kind of dropped off on both of those. Uh, but one that I remember that we we started watching um, maybe saw the first two episodes and, and were caught up was Chernobyl from HBO. And that was just one that we really kind of looked forward to, to seeing. That's been uh, probably a year ago that we watched that or maybe even longer than that now. But um, it was just, it was a limited series of maybe 10 parts. Uh, and uh, we really liked that a lot. Uh, we also watched the outsider, which was similar, but all the episodes were out by the time we watched that. So they that were, was not one that they were outside side. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Stephen King thing though, that was pretty good. So, uh, but in terms of like, has this episode come out yet? Uh, that was one uh, killing Eve. Uh, we're doing the same thing with that, but we haven't, uh, we've already kind of forgotten that uh, the next episode is out yet, but we like that series. But so uh, how good is killing Eve? Uh, first season's great. Uh, the second season's not as good to me, and maybe just because the novelty has worn off a little bit. Uh, Jody Comer and uh, Sandra O oh are both phenomenal, and uh, especially Jody Comer, who plays Villanelle, is just is incredible to me. I mean, she's really, really good. Um, and she's been in a couple other things into, but I don't know that, uh, that anything takes advantage of her talent as much as uh, Killing Eve does. Hmm. What about you, Jay? What was your last appointment? I think. And, and what we're saying, it's not an appointment to wait for the Netflix DVD to get there. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Now we've <laughs> Probably in recent years, the next Food Network star, which is not even on anymore, but it was a regular, and that was like Sunday night. You know, we were, that's what we were going to sit down and watch. But this is going a little farther back, but I remember the Wonder Years was a show that you know, we, this was in college, so I'm, I went way back. But yeah, you but did. my roommates and I would always plan our our Wednesday really? nights around the Wonder Years. Yeah, what would you think? <laughs> <laughs> we played the uh, Wonder Years at six o'clock on Channel Five uh, here in Startville when I worked oh, there. Wow. We Monday through Friday, six o'clock. That's one of my all time favorite shows. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, so that's probably the. That's the one that came to mind, but I, I'm going to say Nick's Food Network star. You, you want to stay on top of all the all the buzz. There you go. You don't want to know who won the next day. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's hard to isolate yourself from spoilers like that these days. Pretty much. I mean, you know, you've got to stay off Twitter. You know, which is difficult for me to do. So, but 
All right, guys. Well, great episode. We want to thank all you guys out there listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to uh, all the folks who are subscribing through Podbean and whatever your aggregate aggregator. Boy, that's that's difficult to say. A choice. Yeah, that was aggravating that I couldn't say aggregator. So, but stay safe, and we'll see you next time. See you later, aggregator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't stop myself. Okay, now. <laughs>